Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Big Al, and I love my mama. So this is the thing. Back at, a, back at it again with another episode of Entrepreneurship by All Means. Now, this is one of these aspects of entrepreneurship that people got to understand. It's 10.04 p.m. on a Thursday night. I showed up to the office at 6 a.m. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 7.10 a.m. Um, doing tax returns, doing accounting work, doing consulting work, all three, all day, every day, I don't play. What you have to do is you have to make sure that you keep things in heavy rotation. We got a tax deadline coming up and I, uh, I just have to burn the midnight oil, literally, even though there's no oil, but midnight part. Um, what I want to make sure that I disclose to everyone is the amount of work that you have to put in to any entrepreneurial endeavor that you undertake, any of it. You have to give it your all. If you don't do it daily, it doesn't count. If you're not obsessed, then uh, you're not going to progress. Progress. So, so that's what time it is. Make sure that you put in the work. And I know people talk about work smarter not harder I say do both it's kind of like the cats that talk about hey man you know I'd rather take the cat that puts in the work rather than the cat that just got the skill and don't put in the work I was like well why not have them both why not have somebody with skill and puts in the work and why can't that person be you so uh you just have to think about it from that perspective. Uh, now, what I need to do is roll down this window because of this sound. But yeah, so what you need to understand furthermore is that entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You got to make sure it happens. You got to make sure it goes forward in order for you to go forward with it. I'm going to tell you all a story. Um... An entrepreneurial venture I undertook at the age of 19 years old. I was selling life insurance. I'm not going to name the name of the company, Primerica, but uh, I went door to door trying to find somebody to uh, sell life insurance to. I knocked on maybe two, three doors. One person let me in. They didn't buy. I'm going to tell you why they didn't buy. Because number one, I was too technical. Number two, I probably didn't exude the level of confidence necessary to make them believe that I had the winning formula. Number three, I didn't stick with it. The thing is, is I tell you, you uh, diligence begets diligence. Winning begins winning. The more you do something, the better you'll get at it. The number one thing you can give anybody is confidence. I'll explain that on a different podcast. But yeah, so I went in there and I, you know, I, I gave them the script. I pushed the script just like they taught me. I said, look, this is what we got to do. You know, we got to make sure that you're insured. You know, Lord forbid, little Sally over here, their daughter, pass, you know, uh, passes away. How are you going to bury her? What about you? Dad, what if you pass away? Are you going to make your wife and little Sally uh, 
engage in such an undue hardship? Do you want them to worry about money at the very moment that they're worrying about uh, how they feel with you gone? No. So I, you know, I gave them that spiel, as creepy as that might be, and um, then I commenced to to go into the kitchen table. I said, "Well, look, let me write it out. Let me show you how this whole thing works." Uh, so that you can see the technical aspects and make a logical decision. So I get over there, I get to the table, we're sitting knee to knee, all right, chair beside chair, and I start, you know, illustrating the whole situation. And I say, look, based on your income and your expenses, you can reduce certain of these variable expenses, push that money over to... Uh, this life insurance policy and then and one of the biggest ways to say was getting rid of their whole life insurance policy and uh, using that money to invest in of course some sort of stock index and then um, show them if you invest this much over a certain amount of time then guess what you'll be a millionaire by the time you hit 80 years old or something like that but this is the thing. I started getting too much into the details. I'm telling you, I wasn't selling features and benefits. I was selling um, details. And I didn't make the sale. But then, because I didn't make the sale, I went back home. And you know what I should have did? I should have kept knocking. I should have kept going until I made a sale. And that's how it is in entrepreneurship. It ain't for the faint of heart. If you allow emotions uh, an entanglement in the negative emotion to derail your train from moving forward, you will never reach your destination. That's what I'm here to tell you. You got to keep chugging along. And even when you don't have any more coal to throw in the furnace to provide the necessary in energy and steam to move forward or power to move forward I should say you still got to keep going and use whatever cold dust or residuals that you have to just go one more inch further because I tell you this entrepreneurship it really didn't go to the fastest the strongest the wisest or even the most connected, even though connections do make a whole lot of difference. It goes to the cats that can endure all the way into the end. It goes to the ones that don't quit, the ones that listen and take advice, they go by their own gut, and they know how to uh, self-correct, and they just keep plugging forward. Telling you, the only way that you can lose is to admit that you've lost. So never admit that you lost. Never surrender. Never retreat. Course correct, but never stop. Always move onward and upward. Forward, never backward. And um, you're going to be a great entrepreneur. So that's it for me, y'all. Keep it pushing. Uh, we're going to take over the world. And that's just the beginning. And I want you on my team. Cheers.